Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast with me, British host Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget that underscore either. And today, Friday's episode, 1st of April, April Fools! April Fools, who's been pranking everyone? The Marlins have traded for Reynolds. No, they haven't. They've traded for Kimbrell. No, they haven't. The Marlins haven't done anything. And that's the fool for us. Anyway, I don't have a fool in the seat up with me. I've also got a stud in the house. Ethan Badowski is in there. How are we doing? What an intro. My God. Only Peter Pratt can deliver that intro. I'm good. Uh, just watching the results of the World Cup draw. Yeah. Feeling feeling a little tense about it because we could end up with England and Wales. But it will be exciting for sure come December or whatever the tournament is to watch England and, and the U.S. battle it out. I know that that a lot of people are excited about that draw. So 100%. other than that, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking some Marlins. 100% my my notifications and my my tags and everything is is happening everyone's like hey yeah Pete we've got you covered now all the Marlins crew are in going hey USA USA so that'll be fun when we get to it i think that's a perfect draw actually for me personally yeah. cuz obviously got a lot of uh, a lot of people i speak to on a daily basis based out in uh, in the US and and Florida and uh, etc so that'll 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 be fun when we get to it for sure uh, last time i had you on Ethan we got into well we talked no baseball. We got heavily into the F1. Uh, F1's back as Absolutely. well, so let's briefly touch on that before we get into this Marlins team. F1's yeah. back. New regulations. Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes in a world of pain. Uh, Ferrari looking strong, though. So they've basically replaced Mercedes. Yeah. Ferrari coming in hot. How are you feeling about this season so far? Very briefly. Uh, I'm just feeling like if Mercedes figure it out, we could be in for another season of a lifetime because yeah, if they too. get that car rolling and all of a sudden it's a three horse race between Mercedes, Red Bull and Ferrari. I mean, you could have Charles and, and Max and Lewis battling it out. Even George could find his way in there. It could be a really special season, but until then this battle between Charles and Max is going to be really special. With so um, it, it, we're in for another great season, Pete. I, I'm completely with you, and we won't dwell yep. too long on, on F1. But uh, what I would say is, if, like you said, all they need to do is just do a bit of kind of technology share, a bit of yep. kind of knowledge share, you know, F1 come in and say, listen, guys, we need Mercedes to be good too. We need Lewis in the mix. We need three guys, and it I will know. be the it be ultimate season. It'll be yeah, the ultimate it, season. If after what we had last year, you know, you you can't possibly drop anything crazier than that, no. unless you do it with three guys. Exactly. So it, it it could be really special. But Mercedes has a long way to go, man. Their they car do. is they've got some issues, but for sure. So do the Marlins. Pete. So do the Marlins. Oh, what a segue! <laughs> what a pro! <laughs> Leading me in. Listen, Ethan, we need to get into this. Yes. Well, there's tons of areas we can get into, but. The, the trade has just dropped. So as we record this, Craig Kimbrell has just been traded to the White... No, no to the Dodgers from the White Sox. So um, we're going to talk about this Marlins bullpen. It's only right because there's been some talks and we're thinking, what upgrades are they going to make? How are they going to upgrade this pen? Kimbrell was an obvious target, I thought, like a clear kind of trade target. The White Sox were clearly selling Kimbrell. And the Marlins have missed the boat. The Dodgers have gone in, swooped in. Um, and added Kimbrel there. If you're a fantasy player and you've drafted Kimbrel and had the discount, boy, oh boy, you're going to be pleased right now too. He's skyrocketing in value. Yeah. But nevertheless, Ethan, let's just give me a summary on this Marlins pen right now. Um, <laughs> it may be it may be brief, but um, how are you seeing this yeah. pen right now? Look, I I'm not one of those people that's going to 
campaign for spending a whole lot of money on the bullpen. Mm. You know, I know how bullpens are. I watched the Kyle Bearclaw, Adam Conley, Drew Steckenrider thing happen. You know, oh, and I was campaigning for the Marlins to sell all those guys. They kept all of them around, and and where did that get them? So I'm I'm not, you know, going to be out here like all disappointed that the Marlins didn't trade for Kim Craig Kimbrell and his $16 million contract, especially because I watched a lot of Cubs and I saw what he was with the Cubs, you know, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't really getting the job done with them. Uh, nevertheless, the Marlins should have made some kind of addition to this bullpen because now Dylan Floro's down for opening day. And, um, you know, the Miami might have to make a deal and they might have to trade from their farm system to acquire a bullpen arm when they could have just coughed up five, seven, ten million dollars to do yeah. that. And it's this same issue that the Marlins keep having where they're hesitant to pull the trigger on things and it costs them. You know, they were hesitant to pull the trigger on Starling Marte at the deadline last year. Uh, then all of a sudden come the offseason, they're willing to make him an offer, but the Mets make him an offer he can't refuse. Now they have a center field issue that could have been solved in July last year if they had just extended Starling Marte. And, you know, Jesus Lazardo, nice piece. I think a lot of people are excited about him, but everybody's really upset about what's going on in center field. And they had a very simple solution and they just didn't take it. And it's kind of the same thing with this bullpen. You know, um, I'm not saying that they needed to go out and, pay big money for Kenley. You know, the Braves really coughed up a big contract for Kenley mm-hmm. Jansen. Um, but there were a lot of other options on the market that I kept watching fly off the market and thinking, wow, that would have been a really nice signing for the Marlins. You know, Luis Garcia or uh, Andrew Chafin is one guy that I thought would be a really nice option for the Marlins. Um, and again, they just all kind of Archie Bradley. They all kind of kept coming off the board, Brad yep. and, you know, and, and you keep watching and waiting for the Marlins to make a move. And, um, you know, I'm not one of these people that's super down on the bullpen. Um, I think that a lot of bullpens can be good homegrown. You know, I like a lot of the options that the Marlins have in the bullpen right now, obviously. Uh, you know, Anthony Bender adding a changeup should excite a lot of Marlins mm-hmm. fans. And uh, even though he struggled at times last year, I think Zach Pop is a nice option for them. You know, he's a guy that has a lot of potential just because he throws hard and he, it breaks a lot. And that's really what the Marlins need at the back end of the pen here, Pete. You know, they can't be coming out here with these flat sinkers from Anthony Bass at 93. Oh, oh boy. You know, they need, they need, they need that power arm, which is why I don't understand why Jordan Holloway got sent down. Um, you know, and, and, and you look across the league and what's the recipe in the bullpen right now, it's 95, 96 plus and big breaking stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Marlins don't have a lot of that at the back end right now. They've got Bender and they've got pop, but Neither of them really showed that they could be reliable in the ninth inning last year. So, yeah, there there are some issues. And the bullpen, you know, they talked about the revamp bullpen last year, and it became quickly a, a, a running joke in Marlins Twitter. And we could be looking at the same thing this year because, it, you know, right from opening day last year, remember? I think I remember day, Bass blew a save, you know, and, and it's like, could, could we be staring down the same thing again? And, um, uh, in, in that aspect, it's frustrating. Yeah, I, I, I've completely forgot about that that terminology. And yeah, I mean, back in the day, I say back in the day, last year, 
it was Marlin's Zoom room was open, so we were kind of in really in the mix, kind of on a daily basis. You're right, this revamped bullpen was talked about, it was hyped up, um, and then it just came out and completely shit the bed in series one. And I think we all kind of collectively were thinking, uh oh, this doesn't look good. The interesting part too that I saw. When you look at last year's like opening day roster, the number of guys that are now gone from the pen, Yimmy's obviously gone, Curtis was gone, Detweiler's gone, uh, someone else has gone, who I can't remember, but you know, it's actually been quite a lot of uh, turnover there. I think Zach Pop was on the roster, Paul Campbell had to be on the roster. Like yep. this pen, I, I mean, they've added obviously Lewis Head into the mix. Um, they've been working the waivers. That's been the approach. I'm just, I'm completely shocked that they just haven't done anything in the bullpen at all like what's going on no pete i've told you you know they're a few pieces away like they're that center fielder away and they're um a few bullpen arms away and that's all they need and they just have such a reluctance to go out and actually do it you know and and i i just don't really understand it uh you know i'm trying to find the answer there's a lot of smart baseball people at the top in the marlins organization i believe but there's something that's not clicking in terms of they're that close mm-hmm. and they won't, they're very hesitant to make a lot of the moves that could push them over the top. Yeah. So knowing that Floro is going, going to miss opening day, opening weekend and likely to the IL for, for a stint, it seems as reports this morning, I believe um, from Christina Dinicola on that one. Um, who's going to be given first crack then? <sighs> I, I think you have to go with Anthony Bender. I yeah. think that's really the only not the Bassman. Uh no, I'm not doing that again. I saw how that <laughs> went. I saw how that went last year. You know, maybe um, you know, try he, he was good in all the other innings except the ninth. He just yeah. couldn't get the job done in the ninth. And he was like really solid in like the sixth and seventh. Yeah. So lock him I in would, there. Lock him in the seventh. Leave, I would leave, I would just there. send him out in middle relief. Um and and I think, you know. Like I said, it's power stuff that wins the day at the back end of the bullpen right now. It's 95, it's 96, it's 98. You know, who's throwing that? Who's throwing that nasty sinker? Who's throwing that nasty breaker? Who's throwing a nasty changeup? You got one guy out there that's doing it. I would send him out and and make him the opening day closer and and give him the shot because other than that, you know, you, these, these ground ball specialists, mm-hmm. that's not getting it done in today's major league baseball uh in the bullpen you need a strikeout artist and the only guy they really have that can do that is um what's it called is is going to be is uh bender you know yeah. and and like Blyer struggled in spring training you, you know i i'm fully confident that he'll be a good arm still because he did Me the too. same thing last year yeah but Me too. don't think you're ready to send him out on opening day pops the other guy that throws hard not ready to send him out it's the opening day closer <laughs> So, I guess based on that, we've only got one option, dude. I saw like uh, Alex Carver, you know, from Fish on the Farm, tweeted like the bullpen roster. Let me pull this up right now that he has he sees right now: Castano, Poteet, Armstrong, Bass, Head, Okert, Stewart, Blyer, Pop, and Bender. Holy moly! That is, I mean. It's got to be the worst, bu- that one worse of the worst bullpens. Year? I mean, that's yeah, worse than last year's. That's worse, worse than last year's. Than last year's. It is. The, the fact that they revamped the bullpen last year <laughs> and it wasn't any good. And then this year they said, 
fuck it. Let's put out a worse bullpen. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to be too harsh on the Marlins because nope. I've got a lot of people over there that I like, and I, you know, I want them to keep letting me back. Yeah, oh yeah. Because I, I love it there and I appreciate their hospitality. And they all listen to this back. as well, by the way. I can but, see by yeah, the listener numbers. They're all I, listening. I, so. I know, but I mean, you know, Pete, uh, it's it's rough out there, man. And yeah, and it is. They got to do something quick. And I mean, they're they're reluctant. The thing that's holding back this organization the most right now is their reluctance to trade from a point of strength, which is the farm system. I mean, yeah. they've done it before. You know, they've traded a lot of pitching, uh, but they put that on halt for some reason at the most important time. You know, they're finally a piece or two or three away, and they've just said pump the brakes on on the pit on trading, uh, the pitching and and other things. And okay, you know, I, I I don't I don't know what's up, man. I I don't know what's up. So. Okay. Well, I've got a, a couple of suggestions coming for you now. Also, I wanted uh, to think about who, if it isn't internal, like, you know, the free agents are gone. We saw the domino effect. They're all gone. Everyone was throwing five to 10 million at dudes. Bang, 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 bang. And they all went. So maybe the only route is via trade. I'll let you dwell on that a second. Equally, there's some internal options. But before we get there, need to let you guys know about Built Bar. And listen, I've been asking this question for months. And if you haven't, if you haven't heard this question, well, this must be your first episode in months. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs, first ever protein infused marshmallow. Yep, protein infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. They're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yep, get yourselves over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is built.com and promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15. 15% off your order. Ethan, listen. Yes. Who? I've got uh, one. You you have? I've had one in mind for a while. I'll tell drop, you right now. Drop the bomb, Josh baby. Stamont. Do you know who this is, Pete? He's the kid on the Royals that's pumping absolute fuego. Oh. He throws up near, a, I think, up over 100 Maybe up near like 101, 102. Okay. This is the they, the Marlins need a flamethrower in the back end. You know, uh, they they tried with Jorge Guzman. It didn't really work out. I really think that Stamont could be a great option for them. Uh, last year he he was a he, he made his debut in 2019, posted a 3.72 ERA in the back end. Then in 2020 he posted a 2.45 ERA in the COVID shortened season in 26 games. 12.97 K per nine last year. He started out rough, but it really kind of came back and, and ended up nice for him. 2.88 ERA 9.87 Ks per nine. This is the kind of guy that you need. That's going to throw gas and it's going to strike people out. I'm done with the ground ball specialist, dude. I, I just, it's not a formula for winning at the end of games because you're going to end up with base runners and you're going to end up in trouble and you're going to put pressure on your guys and that's not a recipe for 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 it so i think you know i don't know how much kansas city is in a position to really trade anymore maybe mm -hmm. they missed this opportunity you know when like the when the when they were kind of shipping off a little bit maybe at the deadline or something but this is a guy i've had my eyes on for a while now uh, Josh Stamont. And I really think, you know, a, a few, I've seen a few people mention him uh, as, as a, you know, as a possible trade candidate. Um, 
but I just I, I don't I, I would get the gears working again. I would call up Kansas City, uh, you know, give them look. I know everybody loves Garrett Cooper. Okay, I love Garrett Cooper too. But if you can really Uh-oh. get some or, or Brian Anderson too, you know, I really think that these guys that have become expendable. Although Anderson, he they're making him play center field, so maybe he's not even expendable anymore. You know, these guys that are. Look, the roster's better, Pete. The roster is absolutely better. A lot of people are low on the Marlins, but the roster's better. This mm-hmm. is a team that's going to be up near, you know, 80 wins if everything goes, if a lot of things go right for them. You know, uh, if, if some things break their way, they could absolutely challenge for 80 wins. The problem is we won't, everybody wants them to get to that 85 win mark, exactly. right? That 90 exactly. win mark. There's one move that they need to make, you know, the elephant in the room I on know. any Marlins podcast <laughs> is the Brian Reynolds deal, right? It's it's that's the, Pull the trigger, the baby. Room. Pull it. Just they they just have to do it. But until then, I really think that you can trade from some of these uh, positions of depth, first base, outfield. They've got a lot of outfield talent, and of course, pitching um, to get some bullpen help. I think Stalmont's a guy that they should they should have their eye on uh, yeah. because he's a flamethrower. And he gets people out, and they need that really badly. Really and, and don't forget, Marlins Park is a good place for pitchers. So they should, you know, pitchers should be attracted to come here. I would, I would look to make a move for him. Yeah, like the name for sure. Um, another guy that is already on the roster, and I forgot to ask you about him. I just have a sneaky feeling. I just have this uh-huh. sneaky feeling, and there's a pathway that Lewis Head has a stunning year for the Marlins bullpen. I can just, I think he's, I think he's just. He's yeah. just a good reliever. I think he could yeah. be. Um, it know, wouldn't shock me if he ends up leading the team in saves this year. Too. It wouldn't. Pete, uh, these these Ray guys that go elsewhere yeah. uh, always end up being pretty solid. John Curtis had a great year for the Marlins last year. And yeah. the biggest thing was his versatility. Um, you know, that he could pitch in the ninth. He could pitch in the seventh. He could get out of the sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Curtis was, I, I, I thought when they shipped him off, like I understood it. And, and I think that Peyton Henry, you know, could be a nice piece for them. Um Although Fortes is expected to make the opening day roster, I think, right? But anyway, um, you know, I I just the, these Rays relievers they pump them out a dime a dozen, man, and they, and they are versatile and they just find ways to get guys out because they use the analytics and stuff. And so I think that they maximize a lot of their relievers. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, yeah, head could be a nice piece for them because they're going to need some versatility. You know, they, they don't have a lot of depth out there, so they're going to need a guy that can pitch in the sixth, can pitch in the seventh, can pitch in the eighth, and can pitch in the ninth. Yep. If head is the guy that's able to do that for him, then, yeah, he could have a really big year for us. For, yeah, for, for sure. Oh, damn it. I'm not supposed to do that. For the Marlins. <laughs> you got to readjust, brother. You got to... <laughs> yeah, for the Marlins. <laughs> Love it. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what head can do for sure. Um, and to be fair... Stephen Oka actually had a really nice, yes, um, you know, yes. twenty-one. Sneaky. He, really he had a great year, sneakily, and yeah. uh, I, I like him as a lefty option as well. You know, mm-hmm. last year, like they had two lefties, they had Blyer and Detweiler, and they were both really solid until Detweiler blew up right before the trade deadline. He did, which wasn't, <laughs> which wasn't the best, but no. Um, yeah, I really loved what I saw from Okert. He was like a one that kind of flew under the radar. Nobody you know, saw it coming and, and then he, he had a really good finish the year for them. He so did. I think he could definitely be a weapon for them. He's a guy to keep an eye on because yep. very quietly was really, really solid. He was. And this is why I've, until this point, I've been sitting there thinking about this pen that 
there's guys in there that I know. The Marlins have always done this since I followed the team. They mix and match, mix and match, and they can find a way. And I, I'm, I like Okert. No one's probably heard of him outside the Marlins. I like Lewis Head. We obviously like Bender. Floro's tidy as well. Like there's guys yeah. there that we, yeah. I can, and, and Bass outside of the ninth. There's enough guys to get out. Yeah. I just wanted, I, I just wanted that kind of marquee. Yeah. Like, you know, I wanted the closer in, the legit dude. I wanted no, to pay 10 million. 10 million on Knable. Get him in here. And, and uh, you know, with the way that Donnie manages, right? Donnie is Donnie baseball. He's yeah. as old fashioned as it gets. Yeah. He wants the guy. He wants his yeah. go-to guy in the ninth inning. Uh, so while I think it'll be Flora when he, when he comes back, and I really thought Flora was great last year. Mm. And I think he's a very good reliever. And I think he can be a good closer, but you're right. Yes. It would have been really exciting for Marlins fans to see them go big, go big, get yeah. a Knable, right? Like Knable was so freaking great for, and rem, you'll remember, uh, miss rumored that they were in on him. Miss misreported that they were in on him. Hmm. Um, when the brewers were looking to trade him and then like 10 minutes later, he was on the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I really, he would have been a nice addition. Uh, and, and, you know, the Phillies desperately need bullpen help. So that was a nice pickup for them. Dude, we got five minutes left. We haven't even talked about center field. Well, good point. I need to ask you about one other guy as well. Yeah. yeah, before, yeah. before we get there, mate, I need to uh, let everyone else know about Bet Online AG as well. No playing months, playing months and months college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ethan, one final one. just let you know? That I picked three of the four Final Four teams this year. There we go. I hope you had. I, I hope you had some money down. Right. Did you have some money down on Bet Online? I could possibly win a lot of money. Yes, if Duke wins the national championship. Oh baby, Villanova. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling for Duke then for you, uh, brother. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate that. <laughs> Cash it in. Guy. Cash it in for sure. It might take this advertising budget down if you do. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, one final one on the on the pen, yeah, no mate. Problem. I do want to talk to you about center field as well. Just if there's an in-house option that we haven't discussed, could they just, the Marlins go, do you know what? We've missed out on all the options. We need to do something. Maximize rate of rock and roll. Do they just go sod it, put Max in the ninth? I knew what you were thinking. Come right on, away. baby. <laughs> um, Yeah, dude, screw Let's it. Let's get him in there. Uh, what are we it. doing? Get him in there. Screw it. He's ready. Uh, he's ready. And, and I think that especially becomes the case if... All five spots are locked down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if Lazardo comes in and is great and Eliezer stays and is great, and then we all know what's going to happen with the top three, right? We all think that the top three are going to be great. Yeah. If the if that top five is locked down come June, July, and you're in it and Max is dealing in, in Jacksonville and there's nothing else left to be seen, call his ass up and put him in the ninth inning and Get say, kid, there. let's go. Let's make yeah. a run for it. You know, I've got no problem if you're it. hanging out, look, this division's going to be tough, Pete. This division's yeah. going to yeah, be yeah. really tough, but there is the expanded playoff, okay? So if you're hanging out, if you're 
in a wild card spot. You're within a couple games of the wild card. It gets to be June. It gets to be July. I'm not even talking about September. September is a no-brainer, but I'm not even in September yet. I'm in June and July. If you're there and you're in it and you've got, you know, you've got your five guys, him or Sixto, if Sixto's healthy. Oh, because that could be really stunning. If you put if you put those two at the back end, maybe Cabrera. You know, if Cabrera gets ready, Eliezer's expendable. Who knows what this, you know, this bullpen can get a lot of beef just from internally, yeah. right? Like, maybe you put Eddie back there. But I don't, obviously, they don't want to do that. They want Eddie to start, okay? So let's say Eddie deals in AAA. You, you move Eliezer to the pen. That's a nice option in the pen. A lot of people want that fastball slider combo in the pen, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it would be really effective out there. Now you put Cabrera in the rotation. Now Eliezer's in the pen. Now Meyer moves to the pen. Sixto's healthy. What do we do with him? Not enough spots in the rotation. Give him the eighth inning with his 100-mile-an-hour sinker and 90-mile-an-hour changeup. Listen, this is the you recipe. You know what I'm saying? Right? So you just throw, the, you know, throw everyone in there and just get them in there pitching. It's not messing it's, around. It's not the ideal option. It's not what I think a lot of people would do, but no, it's not a bad option at all. And if no. they have to go there, then it's not the worst thing in the world. They may have to. Okay, let's just lay it out for me on center field now, brother. Where are we up to? We talked about Reynolds very briefly. Just A, let's start with Jesus Sanchez is pegged to be the opening day starter. I never believed I would ever say that, to be honest with you, but Jesus Sanchez is pegged. No knock on Jesus, but listen... The fielding was a problem, I thought, in the corners last year. I'm not convinced uh, he holds up in center field at all. But Jesus, but also, are they going to pull this trigger on Reynolds? Are they just going to do it? They should. They should pull the trigger on anybody. I mean, <laughs> uh, they, should pull, they should pull the trigger on, on you know, Craig Mish reported Loriano, Teoscar, Reynolds. I loved the Teoscar deal. Yeah, me too. Um, I loved that idea. Obviously, you know, who knows? who that starting pitcher was. If it was mm-hmm. one of the big three, mm-hmm. then I'm, you know, I'm not in, but, um, you know, I loved that. I loved the idea of having Teoscar Hernandez out there. Um, same with Ramon Laureano. I think, you know, you add him as a center set as a defensive center fielder. Uh, and then, you know, you add the, the power with Solaire and Laureano is already a good hitter. Yeah. Um, again, they have to not be hesitant they're Mm. they're being hesitant they won't just do it somebody needs to go in there and put their job on the line and say fuck it i'm gonna it's my ass if it doesn't work yeah 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 you know let's get those asses in the jack ass in the jackpot take the fall you know craig craig mish makes a great point right it's not any of our jobs on the line you know it's easy for us to say it is easy for us to say because it's not our jobs but at somebody, at some point, somebody's got to put their ass on the line and say, uh, "I'll make the trade. If it doesn't work, it's me. It's on me. Go. I'll take the fall." Uh, but again, it just goes back to they had Starling Marte, and you know they took the money that they could have used on Starling Marte and they gave it to Avi Garcia and Jorge Soler, who I think are nice signings. Mm-hmm. But they're better signings if they're complementing Starling Marte. Hundred percent. You know, so look, I have all the faith in the world in Jesus Sanchez. I do. I think he's going to be a really nice player. There are some concerns that I have, but I still think he could easily go out and hit thirty bombs this year. You know, he had almost he he almost hit fifteen, if I remember, in 
however many games last year. Hold on, let me look this up real quick. Um, but you know, I look Reynolds. It's the it, like I said, it's the elephant in the room. Anytime you talk about the Marlins, uh, he's the exact kind of player they need. He had 14 home runs in 64 games. Jesus Sanchez. Okay, so you spread that over a year, you're getting close to 30. Uh, Reynolds is the exact kind of player they need, man. And I really, really think that there's nothing left to debate that they just have to pull the trigger. You know, as much as Max Meyer is wonderful, um, you know, he doesn't make you a playoff team right now immediately. JJ Bleday doesn't make you a playoff team immediately. Peyton Burdick, Khalil Watson, Jose Salas, all these guys down the line, you know, Yuri Perez, but they're not trading games, you know, reportedly. These guys aren't turning you into a playoff team the second they're on your roster, the second that Brian Reynolds is on the roster, the Marlins are at the very least a contender for a playoff spot. And who knows what they can do if the pitching gets hot. So to me, it's a no brainer, Pete, I'm done with the prospect hugging. I'm over it. You know, it it, it would hurt to move Meyer. It would hurt to move some of these guys, but you don't even know if Burdick's a center fielder. You don't even know if Blade is a center fielder. Blade hasn't really hit the minors. Yep. Burdick's got strikeout issues. And and again, you don't know defensively if they're a center fielder. You think they might be able to hold up out there, but you don't know. With Brian Reynolds, you know he's a proven Stunt. he's shown he can get it done. I I don't know, Pete. I, I I it's tough, man, because again, I just keep going back to the fact that if they had just made Starling Marte that offer at the trade deadline when mm-hmm. nobody else had the opportunity to negotiate with him, yeah. he'd still be a Marlin. And Agreed. this problem would not be there, and they'd be able to use that money on the bullpen, on adding, you know, like I said, still, Soler and Garcia would have been great additions around Starling Marte. They yeah. could have used the money on the bullpen. There's a million different hypotheticals that we could go into, but the one that we should go into is that they should trade for Brian Reynolds. They absolutely should. I think that is the perfect, well, perfect spot to leave and end this episode. That is either Badowski's advice and uh, it is everyone's advice. The Marlins should trade for Brian Reynolds. Whether they Absolutely. do, we'll wait and see. Ethan, just let everyone know where, what you're up to now as well. What what oh what are you God. working on? Where can they get you? Because you moved away from the Fish Stripes yeah. crew. What What's going on now? I got a lot going on, Pete. Um, it, you know, if you like college baseball, I'm covering the Gator baseball team for uh, the Independent Florida Alligator, which is our student newspaper here at the University of Florida. It's a lot of fun to work with a lot of great people. Um, just baseball is where you can find me for my MLB coverage. I'm still doing a lot of Marlins. Aram and I are over there doing a lot of Marlins talk. Um, uh, you know, we're going to be doing some streams here leading up to opening day and stuff, but I'm also writing about anything I could get my hands on, uh, MLB related. And I love it. Um, so got a lot going on at just baseball. Follow me on Twitter at Ethan Madowski. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff, but um, <laughs> less than a month from graduation before I can really tell you what's what I got going on. So there we um, go. But thanks, Pete, for having me. I always appreciate it. And uh, hey, man, next time, maybe we'll talk some soccer. Maybe we'll talk some F1. I know that draw is a beauty. So Absolutely. England and the U.S. going back and forth. It's going to be wonderful. So Completely. thanks for having me as always, Pete. Awesome. Guys, that is going to wrap us up for the Friday edition of Locked on Marlins. That is me, Peter Pratt, out of here. Ethan Badowski as well signing off. And uh, we are going to be back next week. And it is opening week next week. So there is going to be content coming at you like Cleopatra. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for that. 
Marlins are getting things started on the road in San Fran. West Coast season to get it going, plus the Angels uh, as well uh, after that first weekend against the Giants. So stay tuned, guys, next week. There is going to be so much happening, so much content coming at you. Looking forward to it. Ethan, thanks again for uh, hopping on, brother. Thanks to listeners for joining us. See you next week.